Hi, I'm Dr. Thomas McGinn, the Executive Vice President for the Physician Enterprise here at Common Spirit Health. Today is Monday, October 24th, and welcome to the 5-Minute Check-In. Today, I'm very excited. We're going to have a conversation about vitamins, in particular, vitamin D. We have a special guest, Dr. Brian Jang, joining us, who's going to discuss should we be measuring vitamin D levels? Should we supplementing people based on a New England Journal publication that just came out? But before we get started, let's take a look at what's happening with COVID across the United States here at Common Spirit, and also a little bit of a look at influenza. So let's take a look at what's happening with COVID across the United States in a common spirit. The bottom line story is we're pretty stable and not much change. A slight decrease across number of cases, hospitalizations, and mortality. What's more concerning is the uptick in influenza and other viral illnesses. If you take a look at this graph, what measures the percentage of patients that are visiting their physicians for a viral illness, you can see that we're already starting at a very high percentage. And if you look at this heat map on influenza, you can see that we're seeing an uptick, particularly in some of the communities that we serve in Texas, Tennessee, and in Georgia. In addition, we're also seeing an uptick in hospitalizations approaching over 2,000 patients nationally. So what does this tell us? Well, we all know the story. We need to continue to encourage our patients to get their COVID booster, and we need to also make sure they take their influenza shot. So let's move on to our next segment in our discussions about vitamin D. So now onto our section about vitamins. This conversation was prompted by a recent New England Journal publication just this July looking at vitamin D. And I'm very excited. We have Dr. Brian Jang with us today, who's an assistant professor at the Baylor College of Medicine, where he also oversees the osteoporosis program there. So Brian, thanks for joining us. No, real pleasure to be here. So let's jump right into this. Brian, tell me in your mind, what is your summary of the evidence for taking vitamins in healthy people where there's no specific indication? I have to keep repeating that, in healthy people without any indication. What, what is your summary of that evidence? Generally, uh, no benefit and in some cases harm. So a great example of no benefit would be multivitamins uh, and uh, examples of harm would be iron supplements in patients without iron deficiency or vitamin E supplements, which is a common antioxidant. Uh, there really have been very few, if any, studies that have really shown consistent benefit for supplementation of any particular vitamin. Thank you for that context. So that kind of goes against some of the cultural norms that we see out there. Let, let's talk about this specific study of vitamin D. Can you tell us what was the clinical trial? What were the results? And then we'll talk a little bit about implications. Yeah, so um, there was a, a really controversial, I would say, article in New England Journal of Medicine uh, It came out in July of this year, uh, and it basically looked at uh, whether supplementation of 2,000 units of vitamin D a day versus placebo would uh, result in a decreased risk of fractures in older adults, uh, meaning men over the age of 50, women over the age of 55, who were healthy. So patients in this trial, there were over 25,000 patients that were recruited, and they were not recruited on the basis of their comorbidities, uh, history of osteoporosis, their bone mineral density, their vitamin D levels, uh, and they were simply healthy community-dwelling adults. When they were randomized to either vitamin D or, or placebo, there was actually no benefit 
uh, in fracture risk uh, compared uh, when you compared vitamin D to placebo. It's amazing, right? It's a huge trial, very well designed, no benefit. And Brian mentioned something, there's a lower quartile of vitamin, they did know vitamin D levels and there was no benefit even at the lower quartile of vitamin D levels. Yeah, so when they stratify them, they take all the patients and put them into quartiles. Even the lowest quartile, uh, the lowest vitamin D levels at baseline, they still did not receive any sort of benefit in fracture risk reduction. So this really argues even against measuring vitamin D in healthy people, right? So we're really going against cultural norms again, where we're saying maybe we should not be checking this at all in healthy people. I think the key is in healthy people. If the patients aren't having any complaints, they don't have specific comorbidities like malabsorption syndromes, bypass surgeries. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should just not be checking routine vitamin D levels because based on this study, uh, even if you supplement them when they're low, there's really no benefit in fracture risk. Okay, Brian, before we end, I'm going to ask you kind of a clarifying question for, I think, the big question, which is women over 50 or those that are postmenopausal, calcium and vitamin D recommendations. Can you clarify some of the confusion out there, some of the research? How do you simplify this message? Okay. I would say that these patients, they should aim to get 1,000 to 1,200 milligrams of calcium a day as well as 400 to 1,000 units of vitamin D per day. And I want to stress that the vast majority of adult healthy uh, postmenopausal women can achieve this through a normal diet. Some of my patients, they are particularly self-conscious about this, or maybe they have particular reasons to worry. If they Mm -hmm. want to add supplements, I do not necessarily uh, uh, tell them not to do it. They're more than welcome to do so, but I definitely don't make it a necessity. Got it. Great way to end this. Thank you for that. It's very clarifying and a very confusing space. And we're going to talk about this more in an upcoming Grand Rounds. Thanks for joining us, Brian. My pleasure. So thank you for joining me today. Before I sign off, I leave a link for a podcast, an interview with Father Greg Boyle, who founded and heads up Homeboy Industries. I think you find it very interesting. And I'll see you in two weeks at the next five-minute check-in. 